0: All right, and we are back with Kofo Live and Undead. I am your host, Daniel Crozier, and I am here with Sachiko Bolin of Colorado Bat Rescues. How are you, Sachiko?
1: I am good. How are you doing today, Daniel?
0: Oh, yeah, I'm. I'm great. Uh, been been busy, you know, uh, drawing and doodling and stuff, and getting ready for this Colorado Festival of Horror. You can't really see the the text, but there's that. <laughs> And uh, and you've got a cool shirt on too. I do. This
1: artist you may or may not have heard of him is exemplary.
0: Oh, check that out. You, you are sweet. That was a fun project. I, I, I'm really glad I could contribute uh, to your cause. Thank you. Yeah, and so Sachiko, uh, yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into uh, you know Colorado bat rescue and and, uh, and all that.
1: It's gonna be hard to make it a short story how I got into bat rescue but you know you have friends many years ago in a galaxy far far away the wee the wee little Sachiko <laughs> she was at the Renaissance Festival and actually that morning I realized I was like everybody has this animal I didn't really mm. identify I like I, I liked wolves but my sister loved wolves oh and my friends they had lions and, and tigers and bears oh my I didn't really have one that I identified with I liked a lot of them yeah but I was like, I really, you know, kind of threw it out to the universe. I'd really like to identify if that's something that I can do. I want to, want to feel this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: No crap that day. I'm wearing like all these layers of fabric. Cause you know, at the Renaissance festival, you got to get in garb, you got to wear the clothes, you got to work there. You got to do the stuff.
0: Yeah. And
1: one of the, the patrons came up to me and was like, Hey lady, Hey lady. Okay. What? what's going on what it's everybody's drinking everybody's crazy and I'm like okay they just want to say hi to the person in the outfit yeah have a bat in your dress and oh. I was like, what and it's like everything shut down for me like my friends are all around me but I didn't hear him anymore I just looked down this little guy was just t- nestled in under under some of the the ruffles and the dress and so I just put my hand down and I picked him up he looked at me and I looked at him and I was like you know everybody's looking at us right and he's like yeah you probably got to go home. All right, cool. Flew away and he was so soft and so sweet and his cute little button eyes. And I was done, my head over heels for these bats, all the species, all the time for years and years and years. But fast forward, I didn't know there was a such thing as a bat rescue. So I, uh, I, I did some stuff that taught me I can do pretty much anything. I joined the air force and I was like, if I can do that, then I can find something to help these bats. I did a search and Kathy Estes became my bat mentor who is a rescue rehabber years before I was, she took me under her wing, huh? And she taught me amazing things about bats. She got me licensed. She got me out there rescuing, rehabilitating. And then we realized because years ago there was many rehabbers, but nowadays we only have a handful. So when you get these calls or when you make these calls to us, we only have a couple in each area, like one or two in the Springs, one or two in the Aurora area, one in Conifer. We're spread out in Littleton. And we try to come together and facilitate. At first, we were doing all the driving just between like three of us. before We got more rehabbers on. And we were exhausted. We were driving for every bat call. We were trying to respond to everything 24 hours, and it just wasn't sustainable. Somebody was like, "Well, can you guys have drivers? Because I'd love to volunteer to be a driver, mm-hmm. and and uh, maybe phones and you know whatever." So that's how we got the network of phones and drivers to be able to bring bats because anybody can transport a wild an injured wildlife within 24 hours to a rehabber, okay. and that's a huge help. And that goes for a lot of rehabbers out there. They're just so inundated this season, in the spring, that they they need that. Yeah. And I think I went past your question into possible future questions, so I'm gonna That's pause okay. right there.
0: I'm, I'm letting you go, it's just like, well, she's unleashed!
1: Go and go and go. You get me talking about bats I cannot stop. That's and my coworkers eyes gloss over, and they're like, I had no idea, margaritas oh we wouldn't have that without bats I'm like no you wouldn't nope
0: okay now now we, we got to go there margaritas without bats yep
1: yeah was- there are bat species that pollinate or eat the fruits that spread oh, okay. seeds to be able to reforest some deforested areas as well as a list i have a little cheat sheet over here for my list but if you enjoy such things as soap toothpaste cosmetics coffee margarine chewing gum candles paper ink wood oh. fuel rope twine rubber spices vegetables fruits chocolate margaritas air fresheners or even life-saving medicines you got to think about
0: right you have coffee
1: yeah and that doesn't even include the thousands of mosquitoes and mm-hmm. other bugs that they eat in an evening here in the united states where we have insectivorous bats. You're right. talking eight to eleven thousand mosquitoes a night for one bat. Gee,
0: wow, that that's that's pretty intense for such a, a small creature too. Like that, you know, their metabolism's almost constantly going, isn't it?
1: When they're in flight, they're using up pretty much. I think it's eighty to ninety percent of. It's like a weeks long workout for us.
0: Right, right. Know, one
1: flight. So when they eat, they go out, they do their, their big eating, usually right around dusk or 30 or 40 minutes after. They do maybe a couple other hunts, and then right before sunrise they do a hunt, but it's an exhaustion for them, just an expenditure of energy.
0: Man, it, uh, before we get uh, too far ahead of ourselves, with uh, Colorado Bat Rescues now, how many, how many people uh, volunteer currently?
1: Currently, our volunteer list is uh, a little tighter than it normally is, but we have active about 10 to 15 members, okay. and sometimes up to 20 members. That's drivers, call takers, admin, and the rehabbers at any one point in time, and we include kind of in those numbers some of the rehabbers that are outside organization, which our actual organization is the Colorado Bat Crew,
0: okay. and
1: that's, that's a name that Kathy came up with. This is so embarrassing. I know the definition. It's conservation, rehabilitation, uh, education, and a W.
0: And in the W, the W for work. Uh, oh my goodness! That's
1: embarrassing. I'm so sorry. I will pull that up. Uh, I think okay. I'm just having a brain fart because now I'm talking to another adult human being about something I really care about. So I have to mess yeah. something up.
0: No, that's that, that's okay. There's there's a lot to go over. Uh, we've got time.
1: <laughs> I'm totally looking this up.
0: Oh, no problem.
1: <laughs> Go ahead, continue. Uh, okay. I'll sneak it in here in minor clicks.
0: Um, so you know, with with uh, um, what you do, yet how many like uh, you saying that the springs are kind of getting inundated with calls with. Uh, um, you know, injured or sick bats, right? Um, you know, can you give a, like a um, an average of like how many you have to take in per month?
1: It depends. A lot of times, the so, incorporated in that sick and injured is first time pregnancy bats that don't know how to forage as well for themselves, so they diminish their their storage quicker mm-hmm. because they're pregnant and they just haven't fended for themselves, so they're weak, and so we fatten them up. Get them some worms and and some some water and then we're able to get them back out there okay. so incorporating those numbers it, it depends on how their their mating went how 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 fast or how high it also depends on if some of the neighborhoods have had sprayers in the area so there was a couple of years where there were spray going on in certain neighborhoods for bugs and those bugs got poisoned or or, and the bats also got sprayed. So I saw a lot of toxicity bats come in. So those can give us spikes that aren't normal, Mm -hmm. that we don't normally see if it's some spray that they just started. Mm -hmm. But uh, I would say on average, um, if, if I would see 15 times maybe the rest of us, so we're looking at 50 probably per month, maybe, maybe give or take a little bit depending on all of the other things, because there are animal attacks. People, we love your cats and everything, but outdoor cats are a huge concern when it comes to bats because they're natural hunters.
0: Right, right. And
1: they're going to injure them. And, I mean, one of the stories I have is this woman, she called. She was so upset. I have this bat, and it it was attacked by something, and it wasn't my cat. I promise you it wasn't my cat. My cat would never, ever do anything like that. He's very sweet and kind, and he wouldn't do that. Oh. And so I have them in a box with a rock on top of the box on my porch. So I went, and that cat was outside staring at me like, "Where you going with my treat?" Right. They, they—it's not anything but instinct. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They hunt. So if your your cat is out there, it is a danger to bats and birds and everything else.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I remember seeing like uh, you know people uh, uh, also feeding like feral cats and stuff. You know they'll come around and, and uh, also uh, kill off uh, whole bird populations too in, in the neighborhood yep. uh, not to eat just because that's that's what they do not always to eat yeah you know, maybe sometimes I suppose
1: yeah. yeah maybe there's a snack here or there yeah
0: it's like oh a blue jay I haven't had one of those hmm <laughs> no nope, definitely not blue on the inside oh anyway silly cats Um. How many, how many different species of, of bats uh, are there in, uh, in Colorado? We have
1: eight species of bats, but we normally see, or at least I personally venture to say, that our local Denver area group sees the big brown, small brown, silvers, mm-hmm. hoary bats, and long ears. But long ears are, are like one every maybe two to three years that we see. Wow. but uh, definitely oh did i say small browns yeah i said small and large okay yeah the um
0: the uh oh and, and, and you know by seeing the the, the long ears, right uh only you know uh, two or three years um is, is that because of diminished population or something or
1: i think it's because and this is speculation on my part just judging where the location that I've seen them the one that I had was from Larkspur, Colorado.
0: Okay. And
1: I we then saw more and more once we saw him and we rescued him that there, there were more in that area. I think they just prefer more tree mountainous areas so we may not see them if they fall down or fall ill as much cuz there's not as many people walking around to see them. In right. Denver we have a higher population of big brown bats. Uh-huh. And I can I say bitchy? Is that okay?
0: You can can drop the F word if you want. Four-letter words are are welcome here. This is a a horror audience, so they're used to really gross things.
1: We call them our bitchy bats when we get them from Denver. The populations, they really have to kind of fight and mess with each other. So when we rescue one from Denver, they chatter, 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 all the whole time. Feed Uh, me now, get out of the room, come back in the room and feed me, pick up my poop. Do the thing! <laughs> come on, come on, let's go. You know they're Denver bats, so you know where they're from. And there's like a more laid-back kind of brown bat that you'd get from, you know, between here and Colorado Springs if you rescued one. I had one in Castle Rock and he was like, "Sup?" I'm good. I can have some water, some worms. I'm I can go. I'm good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but I'm glad they all have a very individualistic uh, personalities yeah
1: yeah they're they're very unique and if you ever spend time with any you get to see them kind of bloom in some ways and some of them want nothing to do with you they're like no give me give me some food give me some water and i'm out
0: right you're human
1: we're not friends
0: yeah yeah (laughs) you did this (laughs) this is your fault (laughs) right 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 um yeah yeah do you guys do uh, a lot of uh like uh, events and shows and uh, some educational, uh, you know, programs or anything like that?
1: Yeah. Anytime someone reaches out to us, they can zap us an email. We've done presentations with children, schools. uh, I think a couple of businesses requested us to come out and do some education Mm because they had like education wildlife month. And we also have done shows in Not shows per se. I guess it's kind of like fairs that they have to educate in Castle Rock. They invite us back there for Halloween is a good one because bats get a lot of play on Halloween. Yeah, yeah, a lot of play. But we we'd love to get out there more and more. We try to get the opportunities to get education because education is really what's going to save these bats.
0: Right, right. uh, When when dealing with the public, is there like any yeah any type of uh, like stigma like yeah? There's that innate uh you know fear of the bat or the you know um at least the visual of the the bat in folklore and everything like that um and incidentally i um two weeks ago my my mom found a little brown bat uh on her back porch out of her ranch outside kersey and she yes uh she's like oh she put up bat houses and stuff like that and she found this this little brown bat like right there on the brick, you know, just a few feet away from her. And she's like, "Oh, I thought I was not going to be, you know, freaked out by a bat." She she got so startled and stuff. She's like, "Dad, come, come, you got to come deal with this." <laughs> so, oh my goodness! Uh, but they, uh, you know, and I don't know if this was the wisest thing for them to have done, but uh, they they were able to corral it in the bucket, bring it up to to a tree, let it crawl out, and. And I guess that was done, uh, but uh, but yeah, I, yeah. So so her reaction was a little, little shocking to me because um, she's an old farm girl and used to, you know, uh, dealing with rattlesnakes and everything like that. And but uh, but that was the first time I think, at least in recent years, that she's had to deal with a, or had an encounter with a bat. And she's like, oh my god. <laughs> so, do you have to deal with a lot of that, you know, just people kind of uh, overcoming like a uh, stigma or anything like that?
1: There are some, we're not going to lie. There are some that just are going to be negative. Nancy is always about bats, and they're going to have their opinions and they're not going to change. Right. But the hope is in the way that we train everybody is whether or not that they're complete jerks, Mm -hmm. completely you know off kilter we need to be our best selves and respectful so they see that this interaction that we have with this person or this industry is positive so they'll try to call us first to help the bat before they try to do anything inappropriate with the bat and that's really the the avenue but i'd say like 96 percent of the people that call us they just care they care about the animals, they care about the wildlife. They're like, this this being, this living being is sick yeah. or yeah. it doesn't look safe. Is there anything you can do? They just want to reach out whether they're terrified to go near it or whether they're totally down to go through the instructions to be able to contain it for us. And there are safe ways, but kids, none for you. Go right. get an adults. Yeah. And yeah. there are descriptions not only on our websites, but any any call Um, Bat rescue website, there's instructions on how to contain a bat, but if you call us, we'll walk you through it to safely contain a bat. And that's in certain situations. Sometimes the bat just, you know, was eaten all night, ended up on the side of your apartment building. It's 10 feet up. Uh That's kind of an okay place. Like if it's not in direct danger where people can reach it and whatnot, by that night, you can pretty much be guaranteed that bat's going to go off and eat. It just got a little too far Got a little too fat, and yeah. is taking a nap. You know, you get sleepy when you eat. So do they.
0: Oh yeah, uh, yeah, pretty much. Uh, I, I get, I get sleepy. Uh, yeah, narcolepsy.
1: <laughs> food coma.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, food comas. They, they, uh, the bane of all of us. <laughs> See, that that's probably a place that all species can connect on. It's like, oh yeah, you got a food coma. Yeah, good tiger. Yeah, me me too. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah, jumping back to you know the benefits of of bats, you, you were talking about, you know, uh, how they pollinate and and uh, you know how they uh, you know seed and, and everything. Um, yeah, you know, they're they're constantly eating just massive amounts of uh, pesky and harmful uh, insects out of the out of the air. Um, you know what's like typically for for like uh, you know the bats in Colorado, what, normally what are they uh, you know eating? They're mostly uh, insect eaters,
1: right? Yep, they are insectivorous bats. You're looking at moths, beetles, anything that you think is annoying, they find delicious. So nice. good. They like it. It's takeout. Uh, the hoary bat is a little bigger than most bats, and they tend to venture more towards the moths, the great big Miller moths that so people are like. Oh my gosh, they're coming after me! <laughs> yeah, you know, they dive bomb your face. Yeah. The bat dive bombing your face. It's the moth that's dive bombing your face and the bat that's diving down to save your life from that moth. But,
0: yeah. Yeah. Please save me from uh, that moth. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, that's, I mean, they're, they're incredibly helpful. They're, you know, they're such a, and, and they're also a pretty robust uh, animal, but they're also um, like structurally pretty pretty frail, am I correct, in terms of uh, you know, like very thin bones and stuff, especially in the wings and everything. Is there, there a way be- to, oh, I'm sorry, is there a way to, no, no, if they're hurt, yeah, you know, if you come across, if you know, can you tell if they're hurt in the wing or something like that?
1: When you look at a bat, if you see blood, they're oh. hurt. If they are down on the ground, they were disturbed they may not be injured, but they may have been disturbed from their roost during the day. So, if you've had ever taken that death Nyquil, the green stuff, oh. where you're like, yeah. it's kind of like them when they're sleepy during the day, they're like, why, what, what, what's going on? Okay. They're, they're kind of disoriented, or they could be sick, dehydrated. They could be one of the previously mentioned pregnant bats that haven't foraged for themselves. So, if they're, I would say about five feet or under, if they're reachable, on a wall or on the ground you want to question if they're okay Okay. and never ever ever reach out and pet a bat no No. Mm -hmm. not a thing they're not into that they're not puppies they're not kitties they want to do their thing let us do our thing
0: and yeah yeah. and they, they do not make good pets
1: no in fact a bat that can live 20 to thirty years in some of the species, oh. their lives in the pet trade are truncated to one to two years, even less, depending on their diet and their exercise.
0: So, so there is a, a like a, a pet trade too. Absolutely. Oh man, so um, you know, like obviously, yeah, you know, there's there's that, that series. series, oh, God, it's such trash TV. That um, Tiger King stuff <laughs> with uh, you know the black market. Uh, you know trade uh, yeah do you find it uh, that uh, you know bats in the pet industry kind of go through you know get handled like that yeah I'm not I'm not stating this very well but it is it's it's a lot of uh, you know it's its own industry I suppose yeah
1: Absolutely, it's included in a lot of the animals. There's endangered animals that are being traded. Wow. There's animals that you'd be like, what? Why?
0: Right, right.
1: And, and some are for pets, and some people believe truly that it's some medical purpose, and some people eat them.
0: Right. Uh, that's that's really unfortunate. Um, I had a, a friend that went to um, recently, a, like a reptile um, show. And uh, somebody had like one of those uh, giant uh, bird-eaters uh, um, spiders, and right, and and he's just like, the- aren't these things incredibly aggressive? Why why would you have them? It's like, oh yeah, yeah, they're incredibly aggressive. It's like, well, you can't play with them. They're not like a tarantula where they can just you know hang out and stuff. No, why the fuck would you want to you know, hold something so dangerous? So. So it's, it's, it's interesting, um, like watching the show like that, it, it seems like something more about ego when people kind of, you know, purchase these, these animals legally, illegally, but I mean, you're just, you're just harming the animal no matter what.
1: That's exactly what you battle. It doesn't, whatever the reason they have them, Mm -hmm. it's, especially if it's for a pet need, you're fulfilling your own needs. You're not helping theirs, not whatsoever. Their lives are – they have not been domesticated. They are not used to our ways. And there are some animals, when they're exposed to human touch, mm-hmm. that go comatose and die because they stress them out so much. Wow. And people are like, oh, my gosh, they're so cute. They're relaxed and docile. No, they're dying from, from you exerting yourself on them. They don't want you there, but they're not aggressive. So they're just – that type of an animal just passes away and people don't know any better. So that's why we have to get out there as much as we can to educate about all the different animals, how they react, the wild animals and how you do and don't handle them. You're still going to run into people that are going to do the inappropriate and the unwarranted, but you know what? There are people out there that are going to stand up. I say, if you see something, say something. Mm -hmm. That's not my statement. I mean, that's just an all around statement. You right. see abuse, you see something say something. That goes with yeah. animals too. There is a gentleman that witnessed a bunch of people kicking a bat. Kicking the bat back and forth, trying to kick it like a hacky sack, and
0: oh, man. and
1: this, this person came out and was like, Hey, you guys better stop. And granted I'm not saying run at a gang of people with a bat, but he right. did just that to uh save this bat. This bat was saved, by the way. It was a success story. Good. Saved, rescued, rehabilitated, released, but think about the culture that different people come from. Right. At first, personally, I took great offense and, and it ripped me apart and I was upset, but I'm like, alright, what were they taught to believe that it was okay to beat up a, an animal that's tinier and helpless? Yeah. What can we do to circumvent this in the future?
0: Yeah.
1: Talk to as many people, uh, teach kids right away that these animals aren't bad. Yeah, uh, it's just, they're so impressionable. My daughter, she's two and a half now and you say one little thing and she like blows it up for the next 10 20 days. She's like, Oh my gosh, somebody said in front of her, cause it's not me because I work with bats. So I have to work with the bugs that, that go with bats, yep. you know, we use mealworms in our case and they turn to beetles. And so that's not something we're afraid of. But as somebody said to her, bug, bug, there's a bug. And, and I caught her like go to step on, it was a leaf. It was oh. a leaf. No bugs were harmed in this story, but it was leaves, and she started stepping. I'm like, "What are you doing?" And she's like, "It's a bug." I'm like, "No, honey, no." So we spent the next 20, 30 minutes sitting out watching ants and butterflies okay. and talking about, "Hey, they're precious. They're different. Yeah. They're special, but they're precious." And then the red ones don't go near those. Yeah, because that will hurt. But yep. We, we, yeah, it was, it was such an enlightening experience on how easily perceptions can be introduced to children
0: yeah. or,
1: you know, your environment. If that's the way that they act, if I wasn't raised here where I was, what would I think was acceptable?
0: Right, right. Did, uh, did your parents, like, uh, you know, kind of instill upon you, like, that, that perception of, you know, animals are precious? Or was that something you learned, you know, as you grew up uh, outside of that?
1: My grandmother was full Japanese, and she had a very strong hand in raising me, and she taught me consistently over and over again, whatever you do to an animal, mm-hmm. when you die, that's going to be done to you. Ooh, that's nice. Just, don't you ever hurt an animal.
0: Right. I was like, okay. Yeah.
1: Ooh, she was only like four feet tall, but she was dynamite. You did not mess with her yeah at all and i I got chills just saying that story because you it just that translated for me for the rest of my life they are precious beings we don't speak the same language but we respect them they're living
0: yeah so it's you know karma like
1: yeah. the car my karma ran over your dogma thing
0: well you could you could do that too I suppose
1: <laughs> the dogma being the bad people just not the dogma
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 not the dog, yeah, it is the people that uh that own the dog. Um wow. Uh you know, right now, um obviously we're you know we're we're having to self-isolate and earlier you were you were talking about you know how uh um you know with deforestation and, and uh how we run into um you know animals and stuff. Um you know, is, um, are species, like all species, are they pretty much on the endangered list, would you say? Um, you know, with, with having to deal with, uh, you know, humans, or, you know, there's, uh, I know there's, like, a, like a couple, like, isn't there, like, a fungus that's also, uh, you know, attacking, uh, some species as well?
1: Yeah, white-nose syndrome is alive and well, unfortunately. We're mm-hmm. still working on a lot of, ways scientists that are way smarter than me are working on ways to combat it, but the way, the main way that it was transported from cave to cave was cavers not following the guidelines of cleaning oh. their equipment. That was what they traced a lot of the infection to. Yeah, bat to bat can happen, but from going from state to state, they found it was mostly cavers not cleaning their equipment, so they put stricter rules and tried to monitor it more stringently. And I can see, I've known, a couple of people that are like hey it's i don't know that doesn't have anything to do with me you know like that's just not something they do they just leave it in the car probably put it on later mm. it's not somebody I hang out with or anything it's someone i do not like but i was like this is this is what we're combating how can we get right. to that audience and explain to them hey it does affect more than you you know yes it's fun yes do it but don't do it where you're not supposed to do it because there are caves that are closed off to humans to protect Mm -hmm. the bats and mines actually there's some mines that were closed down but they have a a structure built over them to protect the bats that were already dwelling within them all of these these colonies that were already established so it's it's a conscious effort for humans that we need to start respecting and watching what we do affects things
0: yeah yeah, being aware of of you know our surroundings and, and how we interact with with everything. I mean, this the slightest thing, especially with with uh, something like a, a spore or a fungus, that's something that could be on our clothes. We don't know, so yeah, it's it's best to make sure we, before you go into something, wash everything, especially now because we have to do that anyway. We we have to self self uh, isolate and and uh, self quarantine and. And clean everything, wash everything, wear masks. Um, so I think to an extension, that should be uh, considered when we're you know going into a new environment and uh, so that we don't bring our contaminations along. If anything, War of the World taught me that. <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. It's, it, yeah, it's like, oh, we've got a new new species, and uh, well, you know, turns out uh, yeah, the, the common cold kills them pretty quick. The original War of the Worlds, not the Steven Spielberg one, um, my understanding is they were underground for a long time, and, and it just now the, the bacteria and, and microorganisms finally got them. It's like, come on. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway uh yeah so oh yeah have have you guys reached out to places like REI that that sell that gear that congregate those groups of, of people and, and uh, um you yeah, to, to educate them it's like yeah when you go into these different environments you know there's different species and stuff and, and there's there's things that you can affect without even knowing
1: My understanding, and our particular group hasn't specifically reached out. We're really small, Mm -hmm. but um, Bat Conservation International and the bigger organizations have put out multiple educations, publications. Merlin Tuttle is one of the leading individuals in educating about bats and and the repercussions and positive ways to influence the environment and people because you you make an enemy, they're not going to listen to you. Right. But you find a way to make a friend and educate, then you're going to get more of that chance. And there, are definitely all the publications out there. I think there's also something when you cave legally, when you legally cave, there are certain guidelines and what nots that you have to follow. I don't know if there's a registration,
0: mm-hmm. but
1: I know that there's guidance out there for the cavers.
0: Okay. So, uh, so, so there's things in place to, to hope, help, hopefully circumvent a lot of those effects.
1: Yeah, and where we run into the gray area is the legal caving. Okay. Legal caving versus illegal caving. Hey, this cave was just hanging out. I was hanging out. You know, we thought we'd hang out together. Yeah. So that's that's that gray area we got to reach out to. You know, you're you're on a hike. There's cave. Is your equipment clean? Did you clean it beforehand? That's a lot of luckily. The positives of the internet—it's a way to get a lot of the information out to people that normally wouldn't have that information.
0: Yeah, most most definitely. Um, the uh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. I, I guess uh, you know, educating the, the the public is is you know such a big part of what what you guys do and what you know what you need to do. Um, how, how can people, like, uh, you know, help out? Like, obviously, there's, there's donations that, uh, that can be given, but uh, you have uh, clearly, you have merchandise um, uh, to, you know, for sale. Uh, is, there, is there other ways to, to help participate and, and uh, support what you guys do?
1: Yeah, if you're not into giving money, there's a lot of people that don't trust donations. Hmm. Volunteer. Find your local organization and see if they need a driver, whether you like bats or don't want to do bats. There's other things like squirrels and birds and they all need drivers. And that would be of great help. Phone calls for our organization is one of our big ones because when we have somebody fall out, we only have two people taking calls per day. That means we only have one person. And if they have to, I don't know, run to the bathroom, we don't have a backup. Mm -hmm. it would be great. And you can do it from wherever you're at, as long as you know that that two hours you committed to or that day you committed to, you need to take the Colorado back calls when they show up. And it's not your phone number, it goes through our 800 number. So it's an amazing 800 number system that we have that'll feed to you and it puts a scheduler on. So there's ways that you don't have to spend money to help. And education is huge. Let's say you can't do any of that stuff, but you can read a couple of articles and share positive stories or pictures online. One of my wins, I love this win at my desk, everywhere that I, I work, I always have a picture that, or a, a paper that has several pictures of bats on it. They're baby bats. It was for me because it makes me smile. And it's all the species all over the world. And there was a woman that came over to my desk every day. And she was talking to me. And she's this. And she looks, oh, that's so cute. They're so cute. And she come came back over one day, and I brought up bats and bat rescue. Where she asked something. I had something else on my desk, okay. and she was like, "What? What? Bats are nasty! Oh my gosh, bats are so nasty! What are you talking oh about?" God. And I'm like, "Really? Do tell. They're nasty. Yes, they're disgusting. They're slimy. They're this. They're that. All of the things that you could possibly think of as a misnomer." She is loud too. It was a right. it's a cubicle city, and everybody's a gathering to watch. And I was like, "Make it so- a bit- You've made several comments about my pictures up there. Yeah. Yeah, they're adorable. Those are so cute. Those kitties are so cute. I'm like, those are bats. Oh, my God. Those are bats. She went, what? She
0: needs glasses.
1: Those are bats? And she looked closer. She's like, oh, I'll be damned. Jeez. <laughs> be damned. She was enamored. She's like, how can they be so cute? What would you do? What did you do alter the picture i'm like no i didn't alter anything you go look up online you take a minute and post a a cute bat photo with some bat facts about how they help and you know just just do that little bit every day sometimes it's too overwhelming to do everything just pick a little something
0: yeah uh that's that's a uh, another thing i've been you know hearing about like yeah just in general like uh, uh to, to keep people in and uh, get the conversation going on you know how animals you know how we need animals like everything from from bees to uh, you know the local wildlife to, to bats um, you know to keep the the ecosystem balanced and you know to keep uh, keep our food supply common to breathe <laughs> yeah um, yeah a lot of it yeah a lot of the financial backing ends up needing to be to come from the the, the cutification of of animals because you know baby animals are adorable and then also uh, taking those baby animals and, and make it, you know making their likeness into you know cute little plushies or stuffed animals and stuff yep um and and i guess that way too is another great way to introduce um to, to kids you know because they latch on to that that's that thing that they know from childhood and you know it's, it's an easy way to to learn more uh, about and, and to to be very endeared and, and loving towards creatures and, and our fellow furry scaly friends um yeah i've, I've heard that you know a, a lot too with like snakes you know for me like growing up there's always snakes i always had snakes um i had a number of run-ins with rattlers i always knew it would go the other way it's like yep nope this is your place sorry here's my hamburger <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh you know it was always but I, I was i was always an idiot because i was always you know was like oh my gosh a bull snake you know me being a little kid not very bright you know they they you know they're constrictors they they you know, constrict against my leg. They latch on. I couldn't hold them. They are just a giant muscle. They're trying to swallow my, or they're, you know, they're gouging at my, uh, my thumb. And I thought it was the coolest thing. I'm sitting there bleeding like to no end. I'm like, Mom, Mom, this is great. Can I keep this? So bad, so bad. So I, I learned the hard way. It's like, no, just, you know, leave them be, you know, uh, yeah, help them out if, if they're injured um but uh but it was it was always so much fun but yeah you'd, you'd hear oh they're wet and they're slimy like, no they're cool they're the the coolest things um so yeah it's um it's it's amazing we, you know, we we definitely want to share that that love and that passion and uh you know get as many people in, involved as well what um what are some of the uh some other like uh, misnomers or, or uh, misinformation that you, you tend to run across quite a bit.
1: Oh, the biggest one, I think, that you're going to fly into my hair.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, I want your hair.
1: they do not want your hair. They want the bugs. And right. if there's not many bugs around your hair, you probably need another conversation. But I don't need to have that.
0: <laughs> right. Well, and, and, and with a lot of species of bats, too, they have sonar, right? That's That's kind of their... Not all of them, if I'm not mistaken.
1: Echolocation?
0: Yeah, echolocation. You're right. Minus- if
1: they were in the waters, totally sonar. We're down. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, yeah, there was there was a dolphin comparison once, and I thought that was interesting. And the uh, the bats, yeah, they have echolocation, but most of them they can see during the day pretty good. Not oh, okay. amazing, like, but they they're not blind as a bat per se. All but right. at night they do rely on that echolocation for their hunting, and it's. Pretty amazing to see and even hear them. I wish I had pulled up a clip or something. But viewers, pull up a clip of bats echolocation, and then it puts it. There's readers that put it into a zone that you can hear it. Mm-hmm. So cool. And
0: that's there
1: are actual mechanisms you can get to put on your phone now, and, wow. an, and an app you can load. So if you're hiking in, you know, the dusk period or the early morning, you could have that out. And if you have uh, printed out just some of the the waves that they they speak in or use, you can actually kind of identify almost the species. Wow! So it's it's pretty incredible. I haven't gotten one yet because I haven't decided on one because they are pretty expensive. So it's oh. not a cheap hobby, but it is a really cool, fun one.
0: Oh, that's that's pretty neat. That's cool. Um, you know, uh, when they're uh, you know flying around, do they uh, you know, at night? Is, do they tend to, to run into a lot of uh, you know problems like uh, in midair? Like, uh, have, have there been incidences where you know s- somebody's like flying a drone or you know something stupid like that? Or you know anything like
1: that kites i haven't run into that myself but i'm sure somebody has some out there somewhere maybe has some oddball story okay. normally those type of things they're able to avoid i think the biggest okay. thing that they couldn't figure out is the 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 windmills that are out there oh the right wow. birds and bats they lose their something and they run into them and just die i know some of the places and i can't quote which ones because this article I read was like a while ago but they were choosing to shut their windmills down during those times where bats were known to be active between certain hours and I know that particular flights in um I don't know what this is from I this some article I read that certain programs in the military like if they're running flights or something in a certain area they change that time frame so that they don't hit the bats because oh. they know that they hunt and they help. And so they just do their stuff two hours later or two oh, hours right. earlier. And right. I thought that was really cool. It was like, all right, go team. Yeah. We're, we're starting to really learn and pick up into this stuff. And I, I just love educating people. And I also love seeing stories like that where you see a big change happen and people do that.
0: That's, that's fantastic. The, uh, um, Are are you starting to come across a lot more of that happening? Like more, you know, awareness?
1: Absolutely. When you brought up that we're bringing stuffed animals and books and other things, the more education we get out there. That's right. I used to call the fruit bat my gateway bat. Oh, okay. It looks like a big puppy dog. Right. And I got somebody in with that puppy dog face and those puppy dog eyes i could ease them into everything else like the horned and white bat the brown bat the close ups of the, the brown bat cuz are chubby little cheeks yeah. it's amazing how cute they are and their button yeah. eyes they're just adorable when you look at a hoary bat they look like teddy bears
0: yeah
1: but people wouldn't know that because they're not me they haven't seen them up close they don't know the the rehaber site so how mm-hmm. do we personify that in comics, in movies, and TV shows, I saw. So excited when I saw this something called Vampirina, and we have like outfits, and it's a it's a vampire girl, and they can flip into bats. Her and her family I guess moved. Uh, okay. And anyway, it's a kids show, okay. and I don't even know if I, we've seen the show, but we've seen the stuff from it. And since okay. I love bats. And it's purple and I love purple, I was yeah. buying everything I could for my daughter. I'm like, she's gonna know and be surrounded by this. She right. knew how to say bat before she could say a lot of other words.
0: Nice. That's cool. And
1: it was pretty awesome. She could identify, that's a bat, that's mommy's bat, that, that, that. Because we have, yeah. you know, stuffed animals and pictures, and you can tell this is a bat house.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, very much so. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty cool. Well, uh, I do have a question. Uh, uh on the uh, the upper end of the, the wall behind you is are those wings or are those antlers?
1: Those are wings.
0: Okay. I was I was gonna say it's like are those moose antlers? <laughs> no,
1: nope, those are wings. I actually had that, I had a class on here and okay. I didn't get a chance to respond and they're like, I'm not a hunter like Sachiko there and I'm like, What
0: are we well, talking
1: about with those big horns on the wall? I'm like, they're not horns, they're okay. they're they're squishy. Here, let me squish them. Oh, okay. They're squishy the wings, so they're more realistic. In a, in a Renaissance festival that we perform at in Santa Fe, I do a bat fairy. Oh. And it is one of the most invigorating festivals ever because
0: nice.
1: I get to show thousands of people, adults and children, how amazing bats can be because I get to
0: cool. you know,
1: tell them my bat facts and my character with my bat wings. They're like, what are you? Like I'm a bat fairy, I'm swoosh. <laughs> and then they're just taken and they're like, whoa, bat. So there's kids that year after year come back to me and they're like, okay, swoosh, what do you have for me this year? What story, yeah. what this, what that? And <laughs> oh, I just get tingles. And so now there's like a bear fairy, a fox fairy, you know, just all of the stuff. I'm sure there'll be a squirrel fairy to come. They're just magical. and And since it's only one weekend, we get to go crazy. Yeah, and a lot of creative freedom.
0: Are you know, some of the animals that you're re- rehabilitating, are you able to, to bring them to, to, to uh, put them face to face with people so that they can you know, have? Um, yeah, you know, obviously, you don't want a hands on experience. But, you know, you can see, you know, uh, what they look like up close in the real.
1: So that's kind of a double edged sword. When you have an animal in rehab, they're already under a lot of stress, pain, oh, okay. getting rehabilitated. So you never want to do that. Here in Colorado, it's illegal for us to have a sanctuary yet. Right. I mean, that's something we really hope we can strive to do someday and have a sanctuary education. Whereas, you know, some other states or places, they have a sanctuary and they are able to bring people in between the glass. Like they'll be on the other side of the glass and they can talk about that, that they've had there because of whatever reason, they can't fly anymore. We can't do that legally in Colorado yet, and we would never, ever put an animal at risk, yeah. or humans, of course, to, to do anything like that. We're trying to get them better and out there. But hope, the hope is someday if we ever get to where we have bats that are like that, where they're just cool with people and they won't get stressed out, but again, even in the ideal situation, you're going to truncate their life because they're wild animals. They need yeah. to be out there. They need to be free. Yeah. So it's the most ideal situation that we get when we can do education like that is when we're picking up the bat. When we pick up the bat, we talk to the kids about the bat. We have a little stuffed bat that we give the kids if they're a part of, you know, the, the story. Once we have the bat contained and safe so that they can name the bat that they saved. So they have a great memory of how this amazing bat came into their lives. And, and the parents, we do all that we can to educate them and give them the, the fuel that they can take and go, there was this adorable bat. It was fluffy. So fluffy.
0: <laughs> that's great oh man that that's awesome so it, it seems like a, a lot of the education really needs to uh yeah if there's anything to you know with direct interaction needs to, to happen like right there when when you go to pick up the bat you know to um and uh um they, but the nice thing too is is like if they've called you if they contacted you already to you know, to come out they're already on their way. Um, do you do you find you know the, like the higher concentration of you know people that uh, you know have their misnomers are at some of these uh, events at uh, Renaissance fairs or at schools or are people just generally you know these days seem more and more curious?
1: It depends. Okay. Which is an answer I get to say a lot. The environment, the people, there's always people that are terrified. You're just going to have those. They're going to be there. They have their, their, whatever their learning was Mm -hmm. and whatever their feelings are. They haven't had that positive experience to change that. But in most of the interactions that we've had, they've been really positive. It's been a regular person saying, Hey, there's a bat in trouble. Can you come and help? Or I'm the bat lady at the Renaissance festival. They're like, Oh my gosh, get to the bat get to the bat one because we have uh, my sister-in-law and I have a booth there and uh, we we sell chain mail out of the booth so it's not a bat booth but they know that I rescue bats and we talk about it 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 tends to come up more than you'd think but I will take any opportunity to help educate and my mom was learning stuff about it too so she's up the hill from us she also works there during the summer and it's just awesome like okay we can't go okay let's go to bat grandma (laughs) let's ask, let's find out is this bad in trouble and a lot of times in in, in environments the Colorado Renaissance Festival is a really good environment example because when you're looking at the festival site pretty much 10 months, 9 months out of the year you know there's no activity up there and then all of a sudden there's all these people so what does that do for wildlife like they're used to being able to you know hang out, chill over here over there, holy crap all these people moved in That's that they didn't know. They don't know. Oh look, it's about that time for those humans to come around. We better get out of here, Sham. All right, Dean, let's go. You know that's not that's not on their mind. That's not their focus. They're in the here. Yeah, right. Notification.
0: Today's modern bat. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Awesome. But it's a good example. There's just environments that aren't used to it, and we're in general infringing on some of those environments all over the world. So you're going to see more interactions, more confusion, more bats that you think aren't healthy, but then they're just used to hanging out there. They're, that was their house for the past ten months, and you just evicted them. What's going yeah. on?
0: Yeah. Do you find you also have to work uh, with a, a lot of um, um, like environmental activists, you know, to to help educate and, and hopefully uh, uh, circumvent a, a lot of uh, you know deforestation and things of that nature? I haven't
1: really interacted with environmental activists. I've had interactions with some pretty smart people that are amazing with bats. And also because of that, or because of their career path interact with a lot of of science and the, the not squishy side. A lot of us rehabbers are called the squishy side because we love and we care and we personify them. Yeah. Then you go to the other side and they're like, no, we just want, facts the numbers the this and then that we try to come together in meetings and talk and and i think we have a couple of year here in colorado where we get the opportunity to discuss with each other hey what's going on what can be changed what do we need to know is coming up we talk about we have to report every time we have a bat to see if it has white note syndrome so that as soon as we do get it in colorado colorado knows right away hey this is where they got it from this is where it's at so they can do the additional research so we do have a good communication structure built, but I think it can be stronger. I think it can always be stronger because communication is key in anything that you're trying to strive for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. If, uh, right, right now, um, well, has, um, has, uh, what was it? The, the white nose, um, right nose syndrome. Yeah. Has that uh, made its way into Colorado? Not yet. No. Okay. Is that, uh, where, where are the, the, the biggest, uh, you know, Uh, areas where that's being hit
1: the biggest areas i actually haven't looked at that in a while but i think we just got our first test in nebraska but double check me viewers you can look it up and see there's actual maps that track where it is at it was mainly i guess it was the east coast is where it kind of came down and uh it better if you look it up for yourself i encourage everybody to fact check everything but pull it up the maps are up there. I think Bat Conservation International might have a map or references on their website for that.
0: Okay.
1: We're still striving to build up our website and references because we're focused on taking care of the bats, so we haven't gotten the, the bolstering on our website. So you'll see most of our announcements on Facebook.
0: Yeah, yeah. That's. Uh, I think that's where I initially uh, connected with with you guys. I think that was uh, like a, a year ago uh, or so. Well, actually, it's it about the same time my parents were putting up their bat house, uh, out on their ranch. I was like, Oh, that's such a great idea. I didn't realize you could do that. And then, Oh, the, the Batman versus Superman movie came out and there was a big push, uh, like, you know, on the Blu-ray or something. To, it's like, yeah, there's, you know, bat conservation, put up, you know, these houses and stuff and, you know, give them, give them a place to, you know, to live and, and also bring bats back into certain areas. Um, I was like, "Oh, what a great place!" So I think I went in around on, on Facebook and came across uh, your group, and that's, that's how I got in contact with uh, with Kathy and I think uh, Becca um, is is uh, one of the members too. Um, and then they put me in touch with you. So so it's it, it's it's been absolutely uh, delightful to uh, to be able to you know, talk bats and, and and really learn a lot more. Yeah, yeah. This has been a a big learning session for me, and hopefully it is. It, it's it'll be uh, uh, the same for a lot of our viewers that uh, that watch this. Um, but before we close, uh, what are some some really good uh, resources for people to go and uh, look up, and how can they uh, you know connect with uh, uh, you know Colorado Bat Rescue?
1: Colorado Bat Rescues with an S. I forgot that. I have the s on there at gmail.com comes directly to me so if you're interested in volunteering that's a, a great way to help the resources online there really is so many things out there already on the bigger rescue sites for yeah. references we reference the other sites the there is a what is it called i use it all the time So if you have rehab needs in your area, Animal Help Now is huge. They created this amazing network where you type in ahnow.org, and this is more for if you see an animal in need and you want to find someone to help them. Not everybody on the list does every animal, so look at what they do. Sometimes it's waterfowl specifically, or there's raptor specific, or there's bat specific. I'm doing bat specifically. I can't go past that. Like There's just so much when I get bats in that I have to do with them but there's some amazing people that take in medium to small wildlife along with the bats and they'll have it listed on there and that's helpful but education wise go to bat world sanctuary and bat conservation international they've already had a list an amazing list of references and our facebook has as resources so you can ask us questions you can email me we're happy to help there's so much information out there if you're willing to grasp it since the internet is out there. But understand that we all have a bias when we do a search. So try to eliminate that bias because that'll feed into your search. If you're going to be looking for what bad happens with bats, you're going to pull up what bad happens with bats. If you're looking up what's helping them, then you can look up what's helping them. But just know look at that search function i have had friends that i didn't know they had certain biases but they're like when i pull this up i get different stuff than you i got this this and this and i'm like well what did you search
0: Mm, yeah
1: and then it turns out to be they they accidentally or inadvertently put a negative connotation to their search so that's that's where the internet gets a little dangerous
0: yeah and that's that's something like you know like during these times too like um is being you know uh, projected onto that right now yeah. uh, unfortunately and and people just need to to go and find better education you know a lot of the situation that we find ourselves in as you as you mentioned is because you know m- you know humans are running into their territory and, and uh, taking away their homes um, and uh, yeah we're the cause of so much bad shit
1: (laughs) yeah why did this bad thing happen I just stuck my hand in and I wiggled it around
0: right right. happen yeah
1: we're, we're compiling the problem by by making a situation that shouldn't exist you shouldn't have a bunch of bats packed into a space on top of another wild animal on top of another wild animal
0: right
1: in that facet. I don't agree with the markets that exist. I yep. don't agree with them, but let's say that that's, a ends up being something that has to be for whatever reason, whether economically that's what they have to afford it that way. Or for some reason they have to provide it. It has to be done differently because right. you're going to change all that's, that's how you transfer viruses. That's how you transfer sickness. That's how you find new ways to get sick. Right. And we're, Infringing on a lot of wild animal spaces.
0: Yeah, you, you name it all over the world. You know, you now we're we're you know, negatively uh, impacting um, Our our cute little friends Yeah, well uh, uh, Sachiko, thank you so much for, for coming on um, uh, I'm gonna hit the, the stop record button and uh, but uh, go ahead and, and uh, stay on for a little bit and uh, uh, this is uh, Dan Crozier with COFO Live and Undead with uh, Sachiko Bolin. Uh, thanks so much again. And uh, yeah, go check out uh, uh, Colorado Bat Rescues. And uh, yeah, see if you can help. Uh, anything is uh, appreciated. Thanks so much.